Hi everyone. Today I'm interviewing Christy. Now Christy has a couple of businesses that she runs, or should I say multiple businesses that she runs, but she's got one little baby called Sometimes Spouse. So she's been in it for probably about six years and she has now currently 93 branches across the country, which is the USA country. So please join her today on the show. It's going to be really great. She's got some fabulous advice for people and um, you know also how you can make your life a success and how you can make your business a success. So please join us today guys. It's going to be a really awesome episode. Are you thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, but you're not exactly sure if that is for you? Or you have tried a few times, but you have failed? Or maybe you are currently on your journey, but you're not exactly sure you're taking the right path and if you're doing the right things. Follow along on this podcast where I will be sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you all. I will be sharing my successes, my failures, and also my challenges. The best part is I will also be interviewing fellow entrepreneurs that will be sharing their stories and their successes. This is my podcast, Entrepreneurial Journey, and I am Joy Nicholson. Hi, everyone. As you guys know, I've started this podcast to basically tell you guys about my journey. And I thought, what better way to add to that than to interview fellow entrepreneurs? And today I have Christy here. She owns, uh, well, she's got multiple businesses, and one of her businesses is Sometimes Spouse. And she's been doing that for about six years. And I'm going to give her the opportunity today to tell us to tell us all about what she does, her journey, and obviously all her multiple businesses that she runs on a daily basis. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing amazingly well. Thank you so much for having me. That's awesome. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. That's really, really awesome. So, so tell people a little bit about you. You know, where you're from? Where did you grow up? Uh, just so people can get to understand and know you a little bit better and you know what do you do for hobbies well i started uh started my life in walker missouri it is a little bitty teeny tiny town of about 200 people in southwest missouri and i started out there i went to high school i graduated um i went to college i graduated i married my college sweetheart i had three beautiful children and um i lived there until i was about 35 years old and then we took a leap of faith and we drove uh, in a big u-haul truck all the way to waco texas which was about 10 hours south and there's about 200,000 people so imagine the culture shock for the small town girl moving to Waco and um, we moved here and um, we started our businesses about six years ago and it's been amazing ever since before that we were like literally living paycheck to paycheck oh and that's not a good way to live definitely no, it's not fun no it's not so so tell us a little bit about your um, i would say your journey like have have you always been an entrepreneur did you um come from a family of entrepreneurs or is this something that just bit you when you grow a little bit older what inspired that first step of entrepreneurship so i grew up my grandparents were farmers and then my folks actually went to college when they were older so they were in their 30s and 40s when they both went back to college and they both got um degrees in nursing and they always told me you have to go to college you have to go to college you have to go to college so that's what i did i did what everyone told me to do and everybody around me had done i mean i got married I went to or I went to college, got married, had three babies, I got a good job with a 401k and insurance, making about 40k a year, and I thought everything would be fine with this, you know, because I was doing what everybody else did, but when 
reality hits you and you have three kids and a mortgage and two car payments and credit card bills, that money just didn't go anywhere. So my husband and I kind of looked at each other and we said, you know, we got to do something different. And I was watching the news one night and it was Lester Holt on NBC News. And he uh, had this woman on there that had been a social worker like me. And she started a business with a $40 ad in the newspaper. And I thought, well, if this woman could do it, I could do it. So that's where I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug. I got tired of living that kind of average box life, just over broke. And um, we, we started this sometime spouse business and launched it within three weeks. Wow. And um, now we have 93 locations throughout the United States. Wow. That is, that's yeah. a very cool story. That is so yeah. awesome. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> so tell us about something spouse, not, not too much detail. Cause I want you, you know, to, um, you to get towards the end and then let people know more about it. But just like what inspired the idea behind sometimes spouse? Well, um, my best friend, Crystal, who's also one of my business partners now, she actually, um, she was single at the time. She was divorced. She had uh, my niece, Rayleigh, and Rayleigh was a couple of years old. And after she went through this terrible divorce, she was living with her parents and um, she had this old truck. And I mean, something always went wrong with that truck. And she was always asking my husband, hey, can you fix this on it or can you fix that on it? And so I was like, why don't I just rent my husband out to you jokingly to her all the time? And so when we, we were watching that news program, we decided on sometimes spouse, that's what we decided to kind of go with. Like, you're always wanting to rent my husband, but why don't we rent us girls out too? And that's how it started, um, was renting my husband out to my best friend, but like for fixing her truck, not anything illegal. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> that's really, really cool. Is that, is that the first business that you guys started? And it worked or did you try something before then no that was the first thing that we really went into together um, was sometimes spousing so we all worked our full-time jobs I was a social worker with the state of Texas my best friend was a social worker and my husband was a mechanic so we all started sometimes spouse along with our full-time jobs and a couple of us had part-time jobs too wow. so we started it um, on our lunch hours in the evenings and on weekends that's what we did so we did it along with our full-time gig and once it replaced our full-time gigs income a year later we all slowly started to leave our full-time jobs so that's how sometimes spouse started was we worked full-time and just did this entrepreneurial thing part-time and it worked out for us and then obviously you combine family life and children with that so you guys must have had a really really busy time of your life eh? Yes, so um, we have three children, Natalie, Bruce, and Abby, um, and they were all like five, six, and seven at the time, but now they've grown up in the business, and actually, uh, my daughter just is getting ready to launch her own business, and she's 19. That's awesome. That's so amazing, because a lot of the things that, um, you know, I would get like people telling me that I don't want to start my own business because I just don't have the time. I've, I work full time and I've got a family and I'm like, you know what, at least 50% of entrepreneurs out there is in exactly the same boat. 
And mm-hmm. so I'm entirely grateful that you are saying, you know, that you had your full-time job and some people have part-time jobs and you had to do your family life. It's, that's pretty impressive. That is really, really awesome. I'll tell you what we gave up. Yes. What did we you gave say? up TV. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, and, you know, this is the big thing that I did. Um, I, I gave up any social life, really, you know, for the first good while yeah. because it's, it's what you have to do to build up your business. Definitely. I agree on that. So yeah. what do you guys do to advertise your business? I only use two different kinds of advertising. Now, I use like multiple things within those advertising. But what I've found throughout the last six years in business and multiple businesses is that people that know, like, and trust you are the ones that are going to do business with you. So we use a lot of networking events. So we'll do chamber of commerce, um, anything that people get together and talk about business. Um, I think it's International Business Networking International. Yeah, so it is, B&I. Business Networking International, we use that. We also use like Lions Club, Kiwanis's, any kind of local organizations that people will meet our owners and us and starting to know, start to know, like, and trust them. So we use networking as a huge part of advertising. Okay. What we did have found in the last six years, a lot of the old ways don't work. So print is dying. Mm-hmm. Mail order, or uh, I'm sorry, direct mail. That it works, but you have to be different than everybody else. So if we ever do a mail order drop or door to door, we're different. We send out like sponges. We give a gift to people with our card attached to it. Um, TV. It depends on who your target market is. So if you're marketing to baby boomers. Probably regular TV works, but if you're going for millennials or generation wise, they don't even watch TV. <laughs> radio stations, people don't even listen to radio anymore. So we don't use any of the kind of old ways to market. We use networking and then we use social media. So when we use social media though, we don't just sell, sell, sell because you can't get anything done that way and people get sick of you, especially millennials. So Mm -hmm. what we do is we add value and we get people to interact with our pages. We use podcasts, we use stages, we use uh, webinars, we use so many different forms under that social media umbrella that really gets us um, tons of people calling in. Um, And like I said, we don't just do it for us, we've got we've got a couple sometimes spouses that we do own, but I've got 93 different locations that use this method. And I also, with one of my other businesses, coach other businesses, and we teach them the same exact thing. And instead of just throwing that money out the window, what's happening is they're getting tons of money coming in and not a lot that they're having to spend on marketing. So, uh, and you know, you're not marketing better than anyone else. So we've always kept our marketing in house. I think Russell Brunson says it best that <laughs> if you outsource your marketing, it's like outsourcing your sex life. It's so fun. Yes. <laughs> and that is so true. That is so, so true. So you say you've got 93 locations or yes. over, is that in, the, in America? Yes, it's in America right now. Um, We're concentrating still on the state of Texas, but we're in five other states. We're going nationwide um, in 2020. And by 2025, we're going worldwide. I actually get goosebumps when you tell me this because I can't believe how far you have grown in only six years. 
That is absolutely incredible. Wow. That is yeah. amazing. That is really, really awesome. So and we've only been doing the multiple locations and the franchising since three years ago. Wow. So that's yeah. even more impressive considering it's only in three years you've grown that far. And that far. Yeah. that's crazy. How we did that was we got some amazing mentors. So we got people that had done it before us. And then once we outgrew them, we started going after bigger mentors. So kind of there's nobody in the Waco, Texas area that really can mentor us anymore because we've kind of outgrown that. So I've had to join masterminds and like um, I go to conferences every single month just to be around like-minded people and people that have done what we're doing so we can just keep growing because if we just stayed where we were, we'd still be that mom and pop kind of business but we've we've grown and we've gotten just tons of personal growth business learn everything you can so uh i listen to podcasts i zip recruit or i'm sorry not youtube um i'm always listening to tony robbins or grant cardone or russell brunson or somebody like that so mm -hmm. i can grow my mind along with my business because i'm not it's just not me anymore i'm leading a tribe of my own that is amazing. And I'm so grateful that you say that you grow because if you don't, as any entrepreneur, I don't know any entrepreneur, and I know quite a few, especially now with my show as well, that does not grow every day. Every day they invest at least an hour of their time into growing either your mind or your body or your soul or something. Yes. Um, it is so, so, so true. Uh, what is your mission at the moment with your business? Um, you decided by 2025, you guys want to have, you know, go worldwide, but that seems a bit far for now. So what is your mission for the next, like say three or four years? Well, our mission for the whole, uh, every company that we have is to help 1,204,732 families to be able to put family through first. Now that seems like an outrageous number, but it's not. There's so many families throughout the world that we want to affect because the average family right now spends 36 minutes a day together and most of the time it's on one of these stinking screens they're on a tv they're on a tablet they're on a laptop they're on that remote control of their lives running their life and they're not even noticing what's going on with their own families they're not paying attention to their spouses so sometimes spouse our mission for everything that we do is to help 1,204,732 families be able to put family first now that could be through handyman and household services and taking care of those honeydews it could be um, for our employees working eight to five Monday through Friday we don't do emergencies or weekends or it could be for our franchisees and other owners that are wanting to have that freedom flexibility and great income with sometimes spouse so it awesome. all those 1,204,732 people come in under that entire umbrella we want to change we want to put our ping in the universe that's awesome. That is so, so cool. And it's so true what you say about the average time of family. Because I must admit, that is the big reason behind my entrepreneurship. It's exactly that. It's to spend more time with family. And that is so awesome. That's so cool. You guys are amazing. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you contribute to your success? Obviously, I know that you, you, know, you guys do develop yourself you know, a lot. Um, but what is the other thing that you contribute to your success? 
you know, what is that thing that no, what is that thing that you feel is making you successful? You know, action. I've seen people come into businesses with hundreds of thousands of dollars and you can give them all the tools that they need to be successful, right? But the one key ingredient, they can have all those tools in the toolbox, but if you don't use that toolbox, you're never going to build anything. You won't build a house, you won't build a car, you won't build a business, you won't build a family, you won't build a relationship, right? You can have all the same exact tools with guy number A and guy number B. And guy number A could have way more money than guy number B. But guy number B takes those tools and he does the work and he takes action. If you don't do the action, you're not going to be successful. So you have to take that action. You have to go that extra step. You need to think about what other people are doing right behind you because there's somebody behind you wanting to take away everything that you've got. So you've got to keep taking action and you don't just take a little bit of action. You take massive action. I was on a Facebook group yesterday and there was this lady that's in a cleaning business that she just started and she has a unique kind of cleaning business. She goes specifically after um, commercial clients. She cleans uh, doctor's offices, I think it was. So she said, okay, so today I tried cold calling. I called for an hour and I didn't have really good results. When I think back to when I was a kid, you know, a salesman, and I called for an hour and I didn't get any good results, if I would have quit there, I never would have become an entrepreneur. Exactly. So she was complaining about her first day not having a good day. Think about all those first that you, like you had a terrible first experience, but you keep going, right? Like that first bad day you ever had with your kid, you can't be like, oh, I don't want to mess with this kid anymore. Or your kid when they're walking and you, they fall down and, well, my kid's just not a walker, right? You've got to keep doing it over and over again. And you have to take massive action. You have to spend time on building your business every single day. Yesterday, out of 10 hours, six of those hours, I was working on building my business. And those other few hours, I was putting out a few fires. So I have to build my business every single day for it to have that kind of massive growth. And if I ever take my eye off of it, which I've done it before, life happens, right? Kids, family, illnesses, car accidents, it happens. And you take your eye off of it for just a little bit, maybe just two or three months. And then you'll see your business go like this. And then you have to take that massive action again for it to get that upswing. If you can consistently take that massive action, you'll consistently grow. That's, that's great advice. That's awesome. And it is so true. It is definitely, that's really, really true. So apart from money, what is your driving factor in your business? Family first. Um, when I started this business with my, my kiddos, they're five, six, and seven. Um, yeah, we lived paycheck to paycheck, living that kind of box life. But um, it was family first because one day I was, I had, I used to have a part-time job too that I'd fly all over the state of Texas and I'd be gone for two or three days on the weekends. And my baby girl had a, a soccer game and she said, mom, I have a soccer game tomorrow night at six o'clock. Right. And I I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in Lubbock. I'm not going to be there, babe. And she goes, but mom, you do this so you can spend more time with me. And I see less and less of you. 
So, I mean, it hit me as a mom that, you know, I'm working my butt off to make other people rich, right? And I'm losing what I'm working for, which is my family. So uh, family first is what drives me in everything that I do. Now, that doesn't mean I make my family as an excuse. Um, but what I do is for my family. So if I've got to go to a basketball game or a choir concert, whatever, I don't just take off a full day. I'll take off the time needed. I'll spend that time with my family. I'll put my phone away. I am there. I'm active with my family. But I do know I need to devote about eight to 10 hours a day to my businesses. Because if they don't, I'm going to have to go back working for somebody else and live that just over broke life. And that's not an option. Exactly. Exactly. That is so true. That is, that's awesome. And it, it is sad when your kids want to spend that time with you and you are not available. And that is the bad thing about an eight to five job is because a lot of people have travel hours before and after work. So you really have so little time to spend with your family as it is. Uh -huh. That is definitely a driving factor for a lot of people. I have to admit. Yeah. My brother is a psychologist. So he were, he goes to work before my niece gets out of bed in the morning and then he gets home about seven o'clock at night. Her bedtime is eight o'clock. So he seriously gets to spend seven to eight with my niece every day, but that's dinner time. And then it's bedtime. You're getting ready for bed. So he gets, even though he makes a lot of money being a doctor, he only gets that narrow window of time and he travels a lot for conferences and going here and there. So I've always told him, Bob, you should start your own practice, but he just doesn't do it because he likes that certainty. That's his top need in life so he he keeps with that job but he's gonna wake up one day and my niece nola is gonna be grown she's gonna be 18 years old she's graduating from high school and he's gonna realize what he's missed for working for somebody else his entire life instead of working for himself that is true that is true a lot of people are left in their comfort zone and they don't want to get out of there because like I said, it's that certainty of getting a salary every month because being an entrepreneur is, you know, at least, at least the first year, you know, it's getting that stable income going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It takes about a year to get it to take off, but once it does take, you're going to have hiccups in your business because there's a life cycle of a business. Um, it was just like a life cycle with you and I, but you're going to have hiccups and you're going to have ups and downs. But I tell you, I would still rather have any of those hiccups and ups and downs other than going to somebody else and them deciding my freedom and flexibility, them telling me um, that, no, you can't take off to go see your grandmother before she dies, or no, you can't take off to go have surgery. No, you can't be there for your child's choir concert, or no, you can't have an extended lunch, or no, you can't take your family on vacation. Exactly. They can have that. I'll take all the risk I can being an entrepreneur and make my own life. <laughs> I love that you said that. I absolutely love it. It's so true. It's like I'm into your brain and I'm just like, yes, that's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> that's awesome. So what are you guys currently working on? So obviously sometimes spouse is a priority. Um, do you have any other businesses going at the moment? 
Yeah, we've got a, a business. It's called Two Tools to the Max. So it's a retail business. Uh, we've got Sometimes Spouse, which is actually three businesses under one. So we've got the handyman business, the household cleaning business, and then we have the franchising business. I also have a, a business called Masterminds Business Academy that, uh, that we do coaching of other businesses. I'm also an author. I'm also a speaker. I'm also a partner in BAM Car Wash. We're in several different, those are just the ones off the, the Ginnyism of the day uh, where we sell t-shirts online. So we've got a lot of different businesses. But here's the thing. Sometimes spouse is my baby. So that's where I give 90% of my attention to. And then the other businesses, I have other people running them um, and I meet with them monthly to make sure that everything's going correctly. And I train them every single day and every week with our sales meetings that are online. So even though I do have multiple businesses, I primarily focus on one, which is our bread and butter, which is sometimes spouse. That's so cool. Wow. You must be so busy. <laughs> I've systematized it all. So believe it or not, I've got some free time. <laughs> so you must be very organized i have to ask you this question what do you do to organize yourself considering you've got so many streams of you know things happening and you have to run all of them and though you've got people you probably still need to you know obviously you have to be super organized so what is your method of organizing yourself well i've got three calendars okay i've got i've got a calendar that I just write on. I have another one that I look at every day and I write down my priorities. Yes, I do delegate a lot. And then I have an online calendar with the kids. I truly only work eight to five Monday through Friday. And sometimes I take half a day off on Friday. I like a good massage and end up paddleboarding. So um, I take a lot of time off in the summers, definitely. But so eight to five, I'm dedicated to my business. And I do go to an office. I can't work from home. I mean, I do it every great once in a while, but I get distracted by my fur babies. <laughs> so I truly, from eight to five, that's what I'm doing. So on my calendar, I, I don't have any white space because it's the devil's playground. So every minute of my day, I try to kind of plan it out. Now, from noon to one, I'll carve out some time for meditation and to, to have lunch. But eight to five, that's my primary focus is my businesses because I want, I want to build my businesses so I know that I'll have more freedom and flexibility in the future on my private island. So... <laughs> I work now so that in the future I can have all the things other people dream of. That is now that being said, sometimes I'll take, I'll go and do networking meetings or I'll do a meeting with a client after five, kind of like now I'm a little bit after five, but it's summertime and the kids don't really have anything going. But when I go home and I spend that time with my three teenagers and fur babies, that is our time. That's that time for me to rejuvenate and um, really plug in with my family. So we eat dinner around the dinner table. We cook dinner together. We laugh. We make memories, that sort of thing. And then I get up the next morning at 4 o'clock. I work out. I meditate. And I get grinded by 8 a.m. And I do it until 5. 
I do take breaks during the day. I've got a trampoline in my office, that kind of stuff. Um, and if I'm having kind of a character building day, I'll meditate a little bit more than usual. But um, yeah, that's how I do it is I'm very, very organized. And sometimes I lose track of time and my assistant to come in and go, okay, Christy, five minutes until you do this and I'll, I'll get on it. Yes, that is so cool. Now, I am big on meditation. It's something that I've taken up probably about three months ago. So I'm fairly new at it, but you know, it's something that I do do. Do you mind telling people about meditation? I, I, you know, coming from somebody else that is so experienced with it, what is the biggest reason why I do meditation and why do you think it is so important? Well, your mind, as an entrepreneur, 80% of the chokehold on any business is the business owner. So it's that mindset. And if you've got the wrong mindset, so say you have a bill come in that you can't pay, right? It, you weren't expecting it. It's early in your business. If you focus on that bill over and over again, you're going to get more bills. So if you can free your mind from focusing on some of the crap that comes along with life, it could be kids, it could be your spouse, it could be your business, it could be anything, right? You've got to clear up that junk in the mind sometimes, and that's where meditation comes in. And it's not all that foo-foo, guru stuff that y'all are thinking it is. It is seriously sitting down and clearing your mind, listening to certain kinds of sounds sound waves. Um, you could even listen to the birds chirping if that's what it is. It frees your mind because your mind gets so cluttered, cluttered. You only have so many files in your mind to hold stuff. And sometimes you get overwhelmed with life, with kids, with business, and you have to free that up because if you keep focusing on the problem, which is what most people do, your problems are just going to get better. With meditation, you free up your mind and you're able to find a solution and spend your time on the solution instead of the problem. So meditation does that for me. And I do it in the morning. I do it at lunchtime. And then I do it in the evenings before I go to bed. I focus on what I want to happen in my life instead of maybe whatever issues going on, but it frees it up. And you can find so much for free on YouTube. I recommend Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks, Tony Robbins has some amazing stuff out there. Um, the Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod, he's amazing at teaching meditation. It's, it's just to free up your mind because your mind, it's, it was built to um, keep you safe from the saber-toothed tigers, right? So it lives, kind. Of, it, it will always go to fear. So you have to take control of your mind and be like, no, that's not what's going to happen. And meditation can teach you to control your mind. That is exactly true. And it's so interesting because just yesterday I was listening to a podcast where, like you said, you know, the first thing your mind is saying, no, I'm not doing this. You know, it's mm -hmm. 
kicking in. It is so, so true. And there's this free app um, for people listening to the podcast and viewing this. There's this free app called Headspace. And that's how I started with my meditation. And it teaches you how to meditate. Um, and it's a great way to start out if you, you know, all new to it. Like I was, I was completely rookie to it all. And it's the best thing that I've done for myself. Definitely. It's the best. Yeah. I started out with Headspace and then I went to Calm and then I went to Deepak Chopra, which is kind of deep for meditation. <laughs> And then um, the more I go to like Tony Robbins events and Russell Brunson events and Pete Vargas, like the list goes on and on. They all talk about how important meditation is and how you have to free up your mind for those new ideas to come because business is hard. I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So think of Jeff Bezos with Amazon. How many ups and downs that he has he's had to be innovative over the last 20 years to keep amazon or to keep amazon growing and now be at the top i mean it started out with books and now you can buy a freaking house and assemble it on amazon for 20 grand so he's always had to be innovating so he had to free up his mind for new ideas so I, I believe wholeheartedly in meditation, and I think that's how we've been so successful. Another one of the keys is to free up your mind and be innovative. I'm the, I'm the big thinker of my business partners, and um, I know that for a good idea, I have to have a clear headspace. I just can't, uh, I can't go in and be angry and come up with a, new, a great idea. So uh, meditation frees that up, and it really it makes, makes you not get angry or fearful nearly as much <laughs> that is true i have found it for me to help me to be to stay more patient with my children <laughs> so yes it definitely does help that uh, so second last question so um what is your you know we can um where can you, t oh, okay, let me, sorry, let me rephrase that. No, my tongue is nothing here. <laughs> I'm on meditation, but I'm thinking, I need a meditation now. <laughs> uh, so can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, a bit like where people can find your business, you know, what exactly you can do for people. We will drop links on the bottom um, to, you know, to all your businesses. And, but if you can just tell people, you know, how you can help them, how you can serve them, and then they can go and find your services. Yeah, you can go to sometimespouse.com. Um, it's really easy to find us. You can find me on Facebook under Christy Kinney Ogle. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Um, and sometimes spouse is on all of those platforms also. So you can find us just by typing in any search engine, sometimes spouse or sometimespouse.com. That's awesome. That's fabulous. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely, we'll drop all the links so people can just go and click on them. And then one final question, or should I say it's a bit of a statement, what is the one piece of advice that you would give an entrepreneur? So this show is mainly about, you know, people starting out as an entrepreneur, but they're not exactly sure if it's for them or they're already established, but they kind of, you know, not, they're not really there just yet. But for somebody just starting out, what is the one piece of advice that you can give them to, you know, let them make that final decision to say that, yes, I want to be an entrepreneur? So when I went to college, I really didn't know what I needed to do. So I went and took a bunch of different courses. I thought I was going to be a registered nurse. I thought I was going to be a school teacher. I thought that I would go into business. I thought that, you know, I would maybe be a, 
a marine biologist at one time. I thought I was going to do a bunch of different things. I really didn't know what I was going to do when I went to college. And so, but I took a bunch of different classes and I learned about business. So, or I learned about different things in college. I'm sorry. I learned about geography. I learned about children. I learned about all different kinds of things. I just kept learning. I kept taking a class here and a class there for four years. I kept taking different classes to see if it was for me. And then I got at the end of my college career after, you know, how many ever hours in college you have to take? And they said, Christy, you need to choose a path that you want to take. And I said, okay, what will get me out of here the quickest? I want to get married. And so they said, you've got enough degree or you've got enough credits in psychology. So I just chose psychology and I got out of college. And it took me hundreds of hours to get my degree in psychology, even though that's not really what I wanted to do. It's not where my passion was, but it got me there. So many people have taken that college journey. So you've either gotten in business or health or finance, whatever it may have been. You went, maybe not knowing if it was for you in the beginning, but you kept taking the courses over and over again, even though you weren't quite sure. So as an entrepreneur, you've got to do the same sort of thing. You've got to go out there and you've got to learn about what you want to do. So if you want to get into business to market a business, just don't open a business to market a business and do it for a week and say, oh, entrepreneurship isn't for me. <laughs> what you need to do is invest time and you need to invest money. And there's some great mentors out there that you can condense decades into days and see if entrepreneurship is for you. Go to a conference, learn about all aspects of business. When I started, I knew nothing about legal. I knew nothing about financial. I knew nothing about anything. I didn't even know how to do handyman and household services. But I started reading books. Think and Grow Rich with Napoleon Hill is amazing. Right, how to Win Friends and Influence People with Dale Carnegie, amazing. I started reading these books and I started learning more about business. And within a year, I decided that sometimes spouse was for me, even though when I left that good job where I was just over broke that I'd worked there for eight years, I cried the entire way home. I was still like, I don't know if this is for me, but I kept learning and I kept reading and listening to podcasts and going on YouTube and going to conferences. And I kept learning just like I did in college. And it's for me because I want the freedom and flexibility and great pay that I can't have in an everyday kind of world. I don't want to have to ask anybody else permission. And if you're that type of person, entrepreneurship is probably for you. Get a good mentor and learn. You have to keep learning. Yes, that is, that is some awesome advice. And a mentor is very key. Um, I mean, I've got a mentor. Everybody that I know that's in an, on an entrepreneur journey has a mentor of some sort. So mm -hmm. a mentor is very, very important. Thank you so much, Chrissy. That was a, it was a fabulous interview. I had a great time with you. And thank you for the great advice, you know, for everybody. And we can definitely learn a lot from you, I reckon. <laughs> so <laughs> what we will do is we'll definitely pop your links on the bottom. Um, and then obviously this interview will go onto YouTube and it will also go onto the podcast show. So, awesome. 
so much. And um, I do appreciate your time. And yeah, like you said, it's your evening-ish time. So you're going to go and spend some time with your family. And I do yes. appreciate you taking some of that time and, you know, dedicating it, dedicating it to the show. So that's really awesome of you. So thank you so much for that. Yes. Awesome. So thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you too. Bye-bye. <laughs>